opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. What's it? Well, we know who the hard left are, who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda, printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that sort of hard left wing position. Hard left, the 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 hard left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard hard left, 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 the hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, the hard left, the left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, the hard left, the hard left, Welcome to the annual general meeting of Real Politic Motorcycle Club. We are here to <laughs> uh, rigorously abide by our club ethos, which is number one, committing acts of violence. Number two, selling guns, primarily to the IRA and later Hamas. <laughs> uh, and uh, C, occasionally riding some motorcycles. We are here in a very special uh, summit, sit down, whatever you, they call it in this particular area of, of, of uh, gang related crime <laughs> with a with a, a, a different uh motorcycle gang yes i've been watching the series sons of anarchy but we're, we're not doing another off, yeah. real we're not doing another real politic uh tv review today more's of the pity i say in fact uh we're hanging out and uh jamming doing a politics jam creating an all-star supergroup with uh, the hosts of a different left-wing podcast, our friends Arjan <laughs> and Nikita, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves now. Do you want to go first, Nikita? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'm Arjan. I'm at Arjanistan on Twitter. Uh, I write sometimes, and uh, just in case the Home Office uh, guy who's going to be processing my citizenship application is listening to this podcast, I distance myself <laughs> from the earlier comments about running guns, uh, or even knowing the IRA, or even knowing what crime is. For that matter. I am a model citizen, and I would like to make this fact very, very clear from the outset. Um, but yeah, no, oh, I, I write sometimes and I, and I do a bit of climate activism. I'm, I'm also with a group called Global <laughs> Justice Block. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Nikita and I started a podcast a, a few weeks ago. So that's 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 going all right. Um, What's the podcast yeah, called? I'll hand it over. It's, and it's a podcast called Leftover, uh, which is- uh, Inspired yeah, I mean, by the it, Nick Cohen book. Uh, entirely inspired <laughs> by the Nick. And in fact, Amy <laughs> Therese of Twitter fame, uh, her podcast is actually called What uh, What's Left. Oh shit, it is. Yeah, I was like, that set off major alarm bells with me. I was like, you realise that's taken, right? Uh <laughs> so we couldn't name ourselves What's Left Over. 
Exactly. <laughs> we, we, uh, that's when we have Nick Cohen on as a, as, as a guest. No, that's that's going to be the yeah, episode name. I'm just fucking with you guys. It's not inspired by Nick Cohen. It's just inspired by uh, the recent book by Gabriel Pogrand and Patrick McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It's inspired by the TV show by Damon Lindelof, <laughs> The Leftovers. <laughs> it actually is. We never mentioned that on the podcast. We're we're revealing the origins of the name. Oh, shit. Yeah, I watched that on, show. On your it, podcast. It was... Uh, it's all right. I I stuck, I stuck with it to the end. I, I I rarely give up. You know. Fair enough. I persist. We well, did. We did kind yeah. of float things will only get shitter. And then when I googled it, the only person who'd ever used that phrasing before is John Harris on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So what about that voice there that our listeners just heard? Where did that come from? <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, um, I'm Nikita. Um, I don't do very much, so it's difficult to introduce myself. Like my uh, my main thing, like I was a sex worker for nearly a decade before um, the pandemic hit, so I did lots of activism and union sort of work around that. But other than that, I uh, I sit in bed and shit post and don't do very much else. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's. I think we can all relate to that latter bit here. Yeah, everyone got down to my level over the last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. I. I feel like. Yeah, if anything, society is just <laughs> catching up with the the enlightened ones among us who like to yeah. uh, sit at home and do very insular activities. <laughs> Some people were just already ahead of the game. Yeah. You know exactly. Um. So it's. Great to have you guys on, like these guys' podcast. Great to be here, RP listeners. It is excellent. You should check it out. They've already had some great guests on, and they're gonna have more great guests on. Uh, Hint, hint, hint. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder who that could be. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not naming any names, but you know, members of a certain (laughs) motorcycle club. We've got John Rental on next week. <laughs> wow. Peter, you weren't supposed to tell people. <laughs> they they only agreed to come on our podcast today because Jack's got his home address. <laughs> he has what? <laughs> Where, like the manor, Transylvania Road, Transylvania. Right? <laughs> I, d- I did uh you know rp listeners will know i did once have a sort of like vicarious interaction with john rental uh in that i uh was shopping around on amazon for uh the writings of michael john gapes and i saw that there was a pamphlet written called after the cold war building on the alliances uh and i was like fuck yeah i'm getting that it was really cheap you know being sold for absolute peanuts and i've i've <laughs> bought this straight up this excellent offer and i was like who is this wonderful amazon seller who is providing those of us who are interested and admittedly a small audience i i, I wager uh, with with the word of gates um and and i saw amazon seller uh j rental <laughs> <laughs> And I asked John Rental, uh, John, was that your pamphlet by Mike Gates on Twitter? I added him and he replied saying, yeah, yeah, I did. 
sell a bunch of Fabian <laughs> Society pamphlets on Twitter. So yeah, there you go. It confirmation. John. Oh my God, I I've actually had an article published in the Fabians. Oh wow, you and Gates, <laughs> illustrious company. I was all out have something in common. Does, does that count as him siring you? <laughs> <laughs> John Rental's just going to print your article off and sell bootleg copies of it on Amazon in like twenty years. Exactly. Wait, when you completed that order and it's given you like his address details to send it to, does that count as invited? Is he just going to turn up at some random date five years into the future? Be like, no, nope, can't revoke it now. <laughs> <laughs> Taking his pamphlet back like over your dead body so he can sell it on to the next videotape from the ring <laughs> by the, the, the gapes mystique the gapes legend but yeah there you have it rental linked me up with some gapes some some quality gapes some rare some gapes God, i gapes. wish that were me sorry i'm gonna stop <laughs> don't get in the key <laughs> to start rental like for too much <laughs> Well, uh, we've got some rental to read today anyway, because our jam has we helpfully do. <laughs> done some research for us, so we don't have to. <laughs> and uh, he's got various articles that he's rounded up that sort of talk about, I mean, what you might describe as a general kind of malaise in the leadership of Keir Starmer. Uh, I hope in the words of the at of one of our um close comrades on twitter it will be a malaise forever <laughs> and starmer's leadership <laughs> will not recover uh but that was a bit lame but i just wanted to shout out my friend tom blackburn but um <laughs> yeah th there's been just a general kind of sense that the wheels have been coming off keir starmer's leadership i mean i saw an article it was it was in prospect i think it was by i think tom clark somebody who is not on the radical left in any sense and it was just it it had a headline that just kind of assumed at face value that people would accept without questioning i guess that starmer's leadership was uh hitting a shaky point but i i guess it kind of dovetailed with a series of articles um including from former or even current Starmer supporters, which are basically saying there are problems with the leadership. Uh, things, the rails are coming off a bit. Uh, here is what we can do. You know, follow my advice. I know what I'm talking about. Steve Richards, who I think worked for Ed Miliband. Am I right? Grant, do you, do you know this? I think so. I remember him mainly as a long-term mid-carder oh, in the World Wrestling uh, Federation in the, in the early noughties. Like Stevie Richards, dancing Stevie Richards at one point. Um, well, Steve Richards has yeah. shared an article by an, another former uh, New Labour aide called Chris Benoit. No, Steve Richards wrote this article. Um, but Steve Richards, who I think actually maybe worked for Gordon Brown as well, but I, I think he's actually one of the more sort of like thoughtful and less like deranged and swivel-eyed fucking Labour right commentators. Faint praise, but yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> he's written an article <laughs> called How to Save Keir Starmer's Flagging Labour Leadership for the Centre-Left Prospect magazine. And Tom Clark, who I think is the editor of Prospect, has shared this saying, 
how to save Keir Starmer. Very interesting, just the idea that Keir Starmer needs saving, given how unassailable <laughs> the terms that he was talked of, uh, you know, just maybe a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago. Um, and Tom Clark here, as in the headline, describes it as a flagging Labour leadership. This just seems to be have become the received wisdom of the time. That, well, maybe the honeymoon period is over for Keir Starmer. Uh, what was the date that this article came out? February the 10th. Because and this was by a certain Jake Rich, uh, Steve Richards, you said. Yeah, Steve Prospect Richards. Magazine. Yeah, because there's an article by Jake Richards. <laughs> magazine. <laughs> from, a from and Son team sticking the boot into Keith. <laughs> the 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 Richards brothers, the the lesser known, um, uh, the the former yeah. name of the Hardy Boys, um, <laughs> the, the Richards boys. Uh, uh, in in defense of Keir Starmer, but while searching for that, I also found another article in well in the, in the place where you'd of course want to be defended, um, a place which has also held uh, 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 articles called "In Defense of the Wehrmacht" and "In Defense of Golden Dawn," in defense of Keir Starmer in the Spectator uh, by, by by Guy Sargent. Um, this was just from yesterday, in fact, um, and um, I think the most illustrative. Uh, article uh, to point out what you've just been saying is one by a certain uh, Stephen Bush uh, <laughs> in in the New Statesman um, from the 3rd of February. So this was like three weeks ago. And I think that like just in the last three weeks, and I think you guys will probably uh, probably agree, uh, or, or maybe it's been a little bit longer, but like it feels like the the volume of um, articles, especially among the, the the press, is really ramped up. And this one, it, it's just titled "A Consensus is Forming Among the Commentariat that Keir Starmer is not up to the job." Ha -ha. Does it matter? Seen off. <laughs> <laughs> is there like an event? Is there something that's prompted this, or is it just a combination of him being so shit and so useless, and people starting to see through it? <laughs> Or was this, like, I'm trying to think of what happened a month ago. I, I just think it's funny, like, you pitch your leadership entirely at these fucking vicious jackals, and then they start <laughs> eating your face. Like, <laughs> you lie down with face-eating beasts, and I'm afraid that that's gonna happen. Who could have known? Yeah. And then they get really surprised when, you know, his approval ratings actually start to tank. Like... His net approval is at zero percent now, which is the lowest that it's been since <laughs> he became leader. Um, it's, and... It was on. It's on like minus eight with ethnic minorities, isn't it? I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's. I mean, but but we don't count, so it doesn't really matter. That's anyway, true. Right? Uh, <laughs> uh, but the 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 general one is um, yeah, it's is zero percent, and it's actually lower than Boris Johnson's now. And I, I mean, yeah. one thing that that maybe comes to mind is the fact that these pricks all kind of sense that uh, with the COVID uh, vaccination scheme maybe working out well for the Tories, that, you know, that they weren't really going to stand a chance. Or maybe it's just the fact that, you know, it's the Joe Swinton effect, you know, just the fact that the more people saw Starmer, the less they liked him. Yeah. Yeah, putting all the onus on his magnetic personality. It's uh... just, what were they thinking? <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, what a stupid thing to do. Like, this man is, <laughs> is like, just, just wallpaper drying, you know? It's just, like... Less I, charisma I, than a piece of ham. I put on one of his videos the other day just to see, like, 
is what he's saying actually okay? So I went with a safe one where he was like talking about how inequality is bad, and I was just like, Jesus, this is worse than how, fucking. How Ed many Miller times bands. did he bring up the word business in that? <laughs> yeah, that, it, it, it was still like it was shit. But like even the stuff he was saying that was good, I was just like. Well, you know, James O'Brien absolutely flipped at that guy, that perfectly yeah, yeah, reasonable yeah. and eloquent guy who was on his uh, talk show the other day. I who was hate like, that guy you know, so much. I seriously, I hate uh, James O'Brien. He's so the biggest cunt. <laughs> Didn't you do a tweet like, he's a complete cunt? Yeah. <laughs> Which I, yeah, just straight up. So true. <laughs> Um, but but like that guy was like, oh, I would believe it if Jeremy Corbyn said it about one of Keir Starmer's speeches, yeah. and it's true. Yeah. When yeah. Starmer tries to be left wing, it doesn't work. <laughs> He's just like a pure establishment man. Like he does not have like a radical bone in his fucking body. Like maybe he did when he was like twenty and he was involved in Trotskyist groups, but by the you know. <laughs> he's just another one on the truck to melt pipeline you know <laughs> as much no disrespect to my my friends who are trotskyists to some extent but uh, <laughs> um, uh that, that's your life choice to make sometimes sometime between his uh trotskyist period and becoming fucking dpp or i guess like the Trotskyist period, then doing some quite admirable legal work, then like doing the least admirable legal work in the world. <laughs> like something happened there. Like trilateral commission. Trilateral commission. Yeah, he got got, man. He got got. I'm not saying he's a spy, but uh, in James Bond theme. <laughs> <laughs> now that really flatters him to compare Keir Starmer to oh, James God. Bond. Like, yeah. It's like when they compare him to Hugh Grant in Love Actually, I'm like, no, come on, that is Not massively that, overstating how charming this nasally voiced Hugh Grant. Like man. he at least defended Martin McCutcheon. Keir Starmer would not do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wouldn't challenge the special relationship like the the, pre the prime minister does at the end of uh, Love Actually, where he's like, "Hey, Mr. President, don't <laughs> push Bob me Thompson. around." <laughs> Does love actually have an anti-Iraq message? Uh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought what happens is it wasn't like anti-war or anything. It appealed to that kind of like narrow-minded uh, little England or anti-Americanism. Where it was like, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton, I think, tries to touch Martin McCutcheon's butt and Hugh Grant <laughs> decides to destroy the special relationship over that. <laughs> so it's just it's just a kind of it's like those americans are so boorish and uncouth like that kind uh, of thing like uh like it's just it, i guess it's more of a george bush was an idiot kind of thing just playing into that perception yeah. at the time but um but yeah so not a principled anti-war gesture but yeah you can't imagine <laughs> keir starmer doing that to the president like it's it, it's it's merciful for for starmer that he never had to be leader at the same time as trump like I mean, he's, had, oh, he's, oh he's, he's so much of a wet wipe that he couldn't even say that he backed Biden before the oh, yeah. election. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. And Biden, I mean, okay, Biden by now has like fully already started showing his, uh, you know, his true colors. Didn't yeah. take very long, um, obviously. But even then, Biden is 
probably more progressive on most of his policies than Labour uh, than the Labour Party right now. It's yeah, trans rights. Shocking. Like, uh, I mean, Geraint was like saying the other day that he's uh, more progressive on trans rights than the yeah. Labour Party because he says he supports uh, on UK trans rights from the Labour Party because Biden says he supports um, uh, <laughs> trans rights around the world. Um, however, I, I you know I don't know if that means like uh, given the US's definition of supporting people and causes around the world, <laughs> that might just mean like bombing the more radical trans. <laughs> to try and defuse the situation in a centrist manner you cannot imagine Keir Starmer taking any kind of like bold stance on the world stage I mean he doesn't in domestic politics either but um <laughs> but yeah like I want to feel a bit bad for him because there's may there maybe are good politics there personally for him but he's just like yeah. Everything is just focus groups. <laughs> Everything that comes out of his mouth yeah. is what the party has told him to do. And the party is trying to, you know, win back what they think a red wall voter is. So that's just all like chugging along that way. <clears throat> so yeah, like there's a little bit of me that just like wants to believe there's something good under there, but there probably isn't. This is just me doing fan fiction in my head. Mr. <laughs> 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 Darcy. <laughs> his, his secret socialist beliefs he's, yeah. he's a sleeper agent <laughs> i mean this is the thing right like when he first came into uh well, well when he first became leader um i was obviously skeptical from the get-go but i don't think any of us really expected him to be as shit and as no. consistently shit as he has been um but i remember having conversations with close friends who uh, you know, are all, you know, all supported Corbyn, but are definitely more sort of, let's say, um, quote unquote, grown up. <laughs> <They're politics. laughs> right. Um, yeah, because uh, our politics are, are, are infantile, I suppose. Uh, but um, yeah, and, and the sort of common theme in, in a lot of these conversations was that they were saying, yeah, but it's not about, you know, people like me and you, you know, and I agree with what you're saying, but it's not about winning over our votes because he's got our votes anyway. He's trying to win back the votes of the people that he lost, you know? And, you know, once again, it's creating this straw man voter through these bar charts that people like fucking Matthew Goodwin put out, you know? And, uh, you know, it's just, just, it's this reactionary vicious cycle where you're constantly shifting the Overton window further and further to the right because you feel like you need to pander to socially conservative views. And by doing that, then you are reinforcing those views and then the media is ending up helping you. So you've just got this vicious cycle which is pushing everything further and further to the right. Further to the right. And instead of challenging that discussion, which is something that Corbyn tried to do, the biggest example being his speech after the Manchester bombing, mm. you know, is that, you know, that's kind of how we've ended up in the situation, right? And, and um, you know, a common theme in, in a lot of these discussions was exactly like you're saying that, you know, he's trying to win back these voters. But even that, it seems that, you know, he seems to have alienated just about everyone who isn't like yeah. some fucking flag shagging homeowner living in, I don't know, like the home counties or something. I don't know. And like those mm. people are going to vote for the Tories anyway. Like, so I, yeah. I just, 
Yeah. You know, it just doesn't doesn't really make sense. Who is this voter that this guy's even trying to appeal for? Yeah, uh, trying try to out Tory the Tories. The only people I can see him potentially winning as a substantial percentage of is like right-wing Lib Dems. But <laughs> how many of them are there given <laughs> the results of the last two general elections and everything in between? Like, you can't win an election from the 2019 starting point if you got all of them and everything else stayed the same. Yeah. But he's actually shedding fucking voters from bigger groups all over the place. Yeah, well, like you say, his calculation is like, well, we've already got these voters, but it's like, have you? Have you really? Are you sure about that? If you keep going in that direction, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that you'll have those voters for very long. Like, exactly. speaking from personal experience, uh, well, he's managed to do the most dramatic of all sort of. Oh, well, you're going to vote for us anyway. Um, you know, it's it's obviously infuriating if you're ever in one of the groups that that, that that's aimed at. You know, uh, there's always been that sort of assumption towards the, the, the broad left, for example, um, it was always one of the most infuriating things when Labour were, were varying degrees of shit pre-Corbyn. That like, oh, well, if you don't vote for us, the, the Tories will win. So you have to vote for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's becoming a motivating fact to, to not vote for them. Luckily, I'm in Scotland. There is usually some option or other uh, available that, that wasn't them. Or you can just spoil your ballot paper and it's not going to let the Tories in. But You get the exact same situation in the US with the democrats yeah. and uh yeah. vote for us because we're not republicans <laughs> yeah yeah i know about you the whole for a platform the, um the, the 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 fascist lady right i mean like the the one who's become the massive meme you know uh <laughs> how about later you know you know like that oh that <laughs> one yeah oh, oh, no. oh, no. because one is uh, a fascist in hiding now <laughs> that was the whole argument definitely have grown her hair out in the pandemic so people don't recognize <laughs> yeah. Just out of Every stress. time Biden does something like shit like rowing back on one of his strong it's promises from like 3 weeks ago like which is quite often at the moment <laughs> always quote tweeting them yeah. with, with like just her face no but guys you don't understand they're teaching them they've got books in the internment camps for children so that are in uh... english that no one's reading <laughs> well... it's soft left moment yeah they're, they're, they're opening a new one it's it's great yeah 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 i mean forget about closing the current ones they're opening well, they, a new they one they probably have any cages in them or at least the cages are painted nice Exactly, you know, <laughs> and the task force is got, like, nice full characters on the walls. <laughs> you know, and and the people that are putting them in those cages, there's a full diversity quota, and they go through unconscious bias, bias training. <laughs> it's so okay, guys. It's about their conscious bias training. <laughs> they're allowed an hour of Disney Plus per day, so we're going to be fine. If I can just actually, that Stephen Bush article that I mentioned earlier, you know. I think that there is something quite illustrative in there about the mindset of not just the commentariat that I think that the Labour Party seems to be appealing to, you know, because in a way, the the main reason why Starmer's uh, personal approving, uh, approval ratings had stayed sort of as high as they had up until now is just it's a, an artificial inflation because of bullshit puff pieces in the media or at least just the media giving him a, um, a complete free free pass. Right. And the, it, this article by Stephen Bush starts by saying British politics is contested in two different worlds. The first is occupied by readers and writers of current affairs magazines and, and opinion columns, viewers of 24 hour news channels, participants in political Twitter and members of political parties. 
Business here is conducted at a fast pace, where almost every speech is billed as a pivotal in intervention and every policy pronouncement or parliamentary debate might move the polls, whose margin of error movements are similarly the subject of close attention. It's a land where Sorry. internal control <laughs> over parties is fiercely contested and where careers of individual politicians and their aides are made or broken. The other world is occupied by people who get their news in short bursts on music radio, who, uh, who, absent -minded, who absent mindedly check the news on the BBC homepage or app before getting on uh, with an online shop or day's work, who might have the Radio 4's Today programme on, but don't really listen to it. This is the world where general elections are won and lost. Close allies of yeah. Keir Starmer argue that during his first, uh, first year of office, he has waged an effective campaign to woo the occupants of the second world. The second world. The exactly. world. So it sounds either like, you know, like not the first world or like just, you know, like some sci-fi concept. This is where, world. Though, I mean, where the... in their mind, they, they, there is already this kind of codified class system, right? That they're, that they're uh, you know, working with yeah. and mass, this unwashed mass that they're trying to kind of, you know, appeal to with the basest xenophobic bullshit bigoted rhetoric. Because, yeah, that's obviously what these people respond best to. Well, I don't know, because I saw an inspirational quote from Sir Keir Starmer the other day. <laughs> but really, I have to say, I, I it stirred me to the bone. I, I have never felt so proud to uh, be on the broad left of politics uh, as I have when reading these barnstorming words from Sir Keir Starmer. Again, I'm just trying to like plug plug space while I find this. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like, you're really building it up. Fuck's sake. Uh, no, I may, I may, I may have gone too far. Hang on, let me think. I think, I think that yeah, this was after I got, I got into a beef with Nasha. So yeah, let me go. Uh, Those usually go on for a while. Yeah, no, it didn't yeah. with us because I just blocked them and haven't looked back. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. So somebody did a thread of inspirational quotes that would shape their politics. Um, <laughs> I'm not, not going to name names because they were like 18 years old, but like it made me laugh so much because the, pol the thread consisted of three Keir Starmer quotes, <laughs> two Tony Blair quotes, no. One Rosa Luxemburg quote. Then <laughs> <laughs> there was Harold Wilson and some other stuff. Uh, there was one like by Sheryl Sandberg, uh, like Facebook CEO or some yeah. shit. Like... Yeah, she was um, the Le Lean In. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like corporate feminism, like uh, kind of big like Dawn Foster. So her and Rosa, obviously, um, famously allied. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I, I believe in uh, following the tenets of the giants of left-wing thought. Hardy, Luxembourg, Sandberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, but anyway, one of the three Keir Starmer quotes. Imagine thinking there were three memorable Keir Starmer quotes. One of them <laughs> was... Uh, one. Their rationale the was... Again. I chose this <laughs> one on the basis of equality and the quote is i want to send a message that we value our muslim communities <laughs> that's it <laughs> great inspirational 
<laughs> yeah. We can all learn a lot from that. <laughs> equality. Guys, am I right? Hashtag equality. <laughs> you might like pro Starmer accounts that have been between the ages of like 17 to maybe 21. They were very like odd and strange. This is bits it. Of Twitter. Like, they all piled you... on me once. Because oh, really? I wrote a tweet that was like that, about Starmer being like, you know, they've created a cult personality around someone with no personality. And they all just got <laughs> furious at me and had these like 20 year old pro Starmer students um, harassing me for about three Where days. Have they all and they're come just from? weird. Like, there's something so <laughs> not right going on. Yeah, do you reckon the yeah. accounts are all run by that one former, like, Mossad guy who works for <laughs> <laughs> The guy who the was hired. The to get us cancelled. I... That's not the one I was expecting this to, to come out today. I'm but... not saying <laughs> it's yeah, an Israeli conspiracy. I'm saying that it is a Keir Starmer conspiracy that he has hired a former Israeli operative to carry out, okay? Absolutely. I mean, he, like, his job description is to monitor social media. That's that can only tell me that Kirsama oh. has been looking at how many times people have been calling him Keith. <laughs> you know, people have been making, making, compromising photoshops of him. <laughs> and, and he's hired a, a, a former spy to to find, you know, the perpetrators. Do you reckon he's actually seen the ham mask? Yeah. Oh, like, God, the ham mask. Oh, God. <laughs> he's, he's, definitely, he's definitely aware of the catchphrase, I'm in your bins again. <laughs> the primary enemies of our national security, Hezbollah and ham mask. Hey! <laughs> oh, you see what I do? It, seriously, though, it is an enemy of national security. Whoever did it should be arrested. <laughs> did you see today? One of the, the weird Starmer teens, I'm not going to name them, but they, they have a really funny username, um, was claiming Scottish people were scousers. Yes. <laughs> oh, they've got this little awareness about like the world around them, and yet like they spend all their days like frantically going deep down like Wikipedia holes on Labour history and fucking... Trying to talk like they're they're a character in like Hammer of the Left or something like that. Well, that's why like... like the anti-left disinformation campaign of the last few years has been so pernicious. It's but we can now see the generation fucking raised <laughs> on this shit. These loads of fucking that's lies and bullshit. Yeah, because yeah, like the the kids who are maybe like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen now, they would have been twelve, thirteen, fourteen when Corbyn first got elected. Mm. Oh, um, God. Yeah. And so their pretty much entire sort of political formation, if they were already going to be, you know, on the melt trajectory, um, has been this shit, you know? <laughs> and it's been like the most, just just the worst lies and the worst, most incoherent, insane worldview. That, that, that and, and it was a worldview that had to be created just to make sure that Corbyn could never get elected. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. Thing. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm gonna say it, guys. It's not us who's wrong. It's the kids. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> they are demonstrably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I mean, I think that quote, like, I want to send a message that we value our Muslim communities. <laughs> like, that's such like textbook Starmer. It is just like the shittest rhetoric. Like Nikita, 
You were completely right that he has no personality. There's nothing there. Like, the only, like, there's, like... I really like the donkey sanctuary thing, and I think they should just keep leaning on that. <laughs> it should just be donkeys, wall-to-wall donkeys. But they spent not. too much time with the fucking donkeys. His voice turned into that one. Shut up. I'll get kicked. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. I've got this quote up. I've got this quote up from just a couple of days ago. Um I think this was an interview he was giving to Sky or something. <laughs> this I mean it was a stupid question. It was in response to Lisa Nandy saying in an interview last month that Joe Biden is a woke oh. guy. <laughs> <laughs> this interviewer is fucking asking Starmer, are you a woke guy? <laughs> to which he responds, Well, well, I'm I'm gonna try to do the boys. Well, I'm a <laughs> I think about President Biden is the values that drove him through his campaign and the values that he's putting on as president, and I admire those values. And I think it's a shot in the arm for global politics, a shot in the arm for politics here. And as a values-led person, I think that that's what Joe Biden is. You can tell asks, he's just clucking his heroin fix. Now, in, in, <laughs> interviewer asks, and is that a woke guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the kind of like the, the, the interviewing style that, that really like makes British media stand out as the best in the world, you know. They hold politician to the, politicians to the fire. They abuse politicians, according to Boris Johnson, right? I wish I mean, they right. did. Exactly. They do yeah. sometimes. He makes journalists so Jeremy much cooler than they are. Yeah, Jeremy Jeremy Cor- yeah. <laughs> but like... I think the the best Starmer quote I've seen was was from well, no, in fact, to be fair, it wasn't a quote from him, but it's it's just become immediately associated <laughs> with Keir Starmer when they, when it leaked that ridiculous sort of focus groupy sort of presentation they'd had done that was like a big I love I want to fuck the flag relaunch. <laughs> it was like yeah, we should destroy we should deploy patriotic themes to give voters a sense of authentic values alignment. <laughs> like, the most dickhead manager you've ever had in any of your workplaces would think that was a bit much for like dickhead management speed. Like, yeah. Literally there's no one in the world that will see that and go, Wrong, oh, This is a pot- give it's Keir Starmer's labour a second look based on that. Yeah. Like there there is nobody, not even the mythical right-wing Lib Dems that I mentioned earlier. like Well, all the managers you're talking like, about love right? Keir Starmer already. Yeah, but they're going to vote Tory anyway, aren't they? So <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, vote for Keir Starmer, vote Tory. Yeah, same fucking thing. <laughs> One of my favourites in, in recent weeks as well, from uh, the same day that uh, the Stephen Bush article got published, also in the New Statesman, was from um, the Spice Lord himself, uh, Paul Mason, <laughs> uh, who clearly... Uh, doesn't uh, understand social democracy from a Marxist perspective um, because, <laughs> uh, because now he's saying that Labour isn't working. How Keir Starmer is allowing the Tories to get away with failure. Um, so apparently <laughs> Keir Starmer is not advancing the, the class struggle after all. Uh, who would have thought? <laughs> Either one of them is Maybe wrong he though. jumped the gun a little bit with his claims of hege- hegemony. You know? <laughs> Slightly. Know. Like, those kind of critical remarks towards Keir Starmer sound like the kind of thing that you, you'd hear amongst uh, Gruppo Piccolo di Stalinisti. <laughs> a, a small group of Stalinists for, for the non-Italian speakers out there. 
To be fair, though, like, the Labour Centre are pretty good at their Stalinism. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, oh, great. They're <laughs> fantastic at it. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, we're going to fucking suspend this selection process because a left-wing woman might win. Fuck Liverpool. Not even that left-wing. <laughs> really? She's, like, fairly soft left from what I know. Like, like she's not, she's not like, particularly left-wing. It's endorsed by Corbyn, so that's all okay, that fair happens, enough. really. The fair black enough. mark, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. it, that's it. This is why I'm never going to get a, a, a job in, in the mainstream media, because I got the Corbyn follow back. That's incredible. <laughs> that's why we had you on the podcast. We're hoping that he'll see. And yeah, exactly. like, oh. this, is, this is the real media that counts, though. <laughs> it was funny as hell when you wrote that article and it was getting shared around. Um, obviously lots of people on the left saying it was good and you had a couple of people being like ah actually here's some pedantic criticism of it and then there was a tweet highlighting you'd been followed by Corbyn and everyone was like this article is disgraceful who's this Who's this clown he <laughs> <laughs> didn't give a shit until it's like Corbyn's endorsed it That's and it. it's like how can we use it against Corbyn yeah, exactly. immediately what melt dickheads had a go at you over that article um <laughs> to be honest like no one directly this is the thing i think yeah. i think i was pretty careful with how i wrote that article and and i was mm-hmm. very considered with how i wrote that article so that there's like you know cuz anti-semitism is something i care a lot about you know and it's something that i feel like that that's the problem is that this thing has never been about anti-semitism and in, and, and in many ways it's made anti-semitism far worse and mm. um and I think that anyone who's read that article with any remotely good faith reading, like, will come away with that, you know? And and this is yeah. why most of the people that were bitching about it were doing it behind blocks and were doing it behind locked accounts. And I got given screenshots and it was mostly the fucking Nasha lot anyway, you know? So, like, they're mm. not even worth engaging with. But, like, yeah, I, I to be honest, expected far more of a, of a pushback. But, yeah, there was definitely a lot of that, you know, because I... Uh, I just posted a screenshot of Corbyn following back and uh, like there was a lot of people just saying, oh, look, they're just uh, they're just talking about it publicly, you know, like like what? Like, <laughs> like what? Like I'm, I'm not allowed to say that I shouldn't be called a fucking Nazi for like campaigning for the Labour Party by yeah. people who are in the fucking Labour Party, you know, like, <laughs> who also presumably fucking campaigned for the Labour Party, you know, a year ago. It's just weird he gets a pass, like, like that, that Raquel Bear article. Yeah. It quite plainly stated that anyone who campaigned or supported Labour would not hide Jewish people in their attics or something. Exactly. Um, but, you know, fucking Jess Phillips campaigned for the Labour Party. Or all the she's the worst one I can think of because I hate her so much. But like all of that lot campaigned <laughs> for the Labour Party. They're also included in this, suppose like they should be. But um yes, interesting who gets tired with the brush and who doesn't. Yeah. Well it's just funny thinking that any of them would hide you in their attic. You know, just like the most like cynical and self interested people in politics, like Oh yeah, Jess Phillips. She's prepared to like take courageous stands when it's uh, inconvenient for her. You know, she might charge you rent. Balance. <laughs> 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 yeah. What else? So there were more of these articles about Keith that came out, weren't they? That you found, Arjun? Yeah, there was a couple more. So there was one by uh, by Tom Kibassi, 
who also very, 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 very famously uh, supported Keir Starmer. Uh, this one is in The Guardian, entitled Keir Starmer's leadership needs an urgent course correction. And the subheading is, I helped elect the Labour leader. <laughs> but his first year has seen an unnecessary war on the left and the lack of any authentic vision for the country. Another one as well, although I don't think she wrote an article about it, was Laura Parker as well yeah obviously uh just just i mean it's either people just getting their wallets inspected and just like then acting in incredulity when you know the worst fucking cunts act like the worst fucking cunts like who would have thunk you know and um mm. you know or it's people just being disingenuous and kind of seeing the 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 winds change and and wanting to kind of shift course before uh, you know, Keir Starmer actually goes down and and you know be seen as 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 already sort of not backing him. And the 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 best one obviously is from um, John uh, Vlad Rental uh, from uh, the Independent. Um, Keir Starmer's big economy speech sounds awfully like business or politics as usual. Um, oh shit! Anti-business as usual, you could say because <laughs> I'm guessing. But John Rental thought the speech was too left wing. <laughs> um, uh, quite possibly. I, I, we can go through the article if you want. I've just literally read the headline and the subheading because. <laughs> who needs well, let's to have a look. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> uh, just to yeah, um, saying that you know that there is little in a speech if the best headline the Labour Party can put out in advance is that Keir Starmer will declare that there will be no return to business as usual. Summarising a speech uh, in a press release is a good test of what essential message the speaker is trying to get across. No return to business as usual is an Ed Miliband era phase, and it means the square root of nothing very much. It means I am going to make a speech criticising government for this and that, and when I've finished, I will read it all over again and try to sum it up in a single line and I will fail. What does it mean to demand no return to business as usual? A lot of people would quite like the return to business as usual because it meant having a job. But that is not part of business as usual that, that Starmer means, of course. He means that people don't want to go back to the bad things about uh, what went before, as after the Second World War, people still remembered the Depression and how heartless the Conservatives were in dealing with it. I believe people are now looking for more from their government, like they were after the Second World War. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, when the polls start to show that, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, the thing is that the Conservatives are presently offering you know just as much as labor in some regards that's the the kind of pathetic offer like today on, on it's corporation tax isn't it that labor are saying no no we don't we don't think that the time is right for uh corporation taxes you know because the time is never right for uh transforming society it's always oh we'll do that tomorrow you know right now we've got to maintain um you know a very very moderate set of proposals but you know at some distant point in the future we might be able to, whereas the Tories don't care because, like, no one doubts that they're capitalists. So they 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 can squeeze business a bit. You know, we have a prime minister who is extremely right wing and famously said "fuck business" uh, because he is a cynical, self interested, political bastard, um, and he's not as wedded to maybe a conception of. Uh, credibility on the economy grounded purely in slavish adherence to a small state um as certain people in his party are and it seems a large swathe of 
people in the Labour Party establishment? I mean, today, for example, like uh, uh, Starmer, for the first time, I think, made some sort of proposal for uh, support for people who are having to self-isolate. And he's asked for like a £500 payment. And Boris Johnson has said that he's he's willing to give more than that. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, it's actually shocking. <laughs> Not only are they tacking to the right of the Conservatives on fiscal policy, but also on, you know, immigration you know, they're they're demanding the conservatives close the borders, um, you know, putting out these like black and white border ads, you know, I mean, like, tacking to the right of borders on Preeti Patel. I mean, that's that's really quite something. That's uh, and I, I mean, I genuinely think that if Lisa Nandy was the actual foreign secretary, we would be in war right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's, yeah, she's of course. Great. <laughs> great representation, don't knock it. <laughs> it would be a great distraction from the domestic issues and also something that she would wholly believe in and <laughs> want to prosecute with an iron fist. Um, I've just been looking at John Rentoul's independent piece criticising Starmer's, and I think there's uh, Starmer's speech, and I think there's a couple of key paragraphs to uh, look at before maybe uh, giving a bit more context for this speech. Um, so... Rental accuses Starmer's speech uh, last week of, um, you know, basically being too critical of Tony Blair, which you might expect from a man who <laughs> I was very disappointed. I, I, I listened to, I thought Geraint was very good on Sinan's live stream uh, recent, the other week or whatever. But um, at the same time, when you were talking about John Rental and... Uh, the Twitter account Blair supporter and possibly being the same person. I thought you neglected to mention the real smoking gun, which was John Rental's uh, excoriating review of Roman Polanski's film The Ghost Writer, in which he described it in very much the parlance of the Blair supporter Twitter account as a Blair hating movie. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know full well that rental will not tolerate blair hate and indeed he he is irked by a suggestion in um starmer's speech that labor governments have not valued financial responsibility in the past he says um uh where is it uh who could disagree with that, the idea that Labour's priority will be financial responsibility? But also, who could think that this was utterly unlike the past? And I get the sense he's not defending uh, John McDonnell's economic strategy there. <laughs> um, then he, he sets out further criticisms, which are that while Starmer claims to value financial responsibility, actually... All the policies that he did announce in that speech, which was some pretty meagre stuff, actually, all um, involve spending more money. So there you have it. John Rental did think that the speech was too late. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> I just, wanted, just wanted to clear that up. The, the speech in question, um, this was Starmer's latest sort of relaunch, wasn't it? I guess new leadership is wearing off a bit after a year. So now he's, uh, he, you know, he's got a beverage report from the 21st century. And he's got many settlement. beverages that he's drinking at night. <laughs> <laughs> Just so long as he's not going out in his car afterwards, this guy, his SUV. He's <laughs> having 37 degrees. I can report 
this beverage is very tasty. Uh, so that's just Gates. I need to. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that like switched from Starmer to Gates in the space of a sentence. <laughs> I, I'm Keir Starmer. Uh, no, fuck. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 return, I'll return to Keir Starmer later. I'm Keir Starmer and I, I, love, I love milk. Milk. That's my beverage of choice. Milk. Uh, so <laughs> he he yeah. So basically, this was supposed to be like Starmer setting out a new. You know, vision. you know what, you know what, Keir Starmer sounds country. like when he speaks. You know, you know what? Kanye West in in Through the Wire. That could actually it's like work. He's struggling to open his mouth. And he's through, through the wire, through the limit. Maybe they could just wire him shut. His approval ratings might go up. <laughs> oh shit! So, someone, someone needs to point that out to the the IDS, the, the Ian Duncan Smiths. Yeah, on, on Twitter, <laughs> because they will make that. <laughs> they will build on it even from that. I drink a boost for breakfast, an Ensure for dessert. Somebody <laughs> ordered pancakes. I just sip the scissor. <laughs> I, I've still got some of those gapes inflections there, but I'm working on it. I'm working. It's getting there. It's getting there. I've got those gapes pauses in the sentence where he needs to take a massive breath. <laughs> That's the secret to the gapes voice. You've got to awkwardly spread out your words. Um, Stum is less interesting because for that sort of in, in every way. Just, just, just stop the sentence there. Sorry, Gates. say that again, Garai. I just wanted to stop you at yeah. Starmer's less interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in many ways, but in this particular way, like, um, you know, Starmer just kind of drones on a bit in a silly voice, whereas Gapes not only has that voice, but he has absolutely mad scansion. Like, well, stop the extreme. <laughs> you know, like, and, you know, just starting, starting sentences with, like, and, and just like yeah. you, you get the sense with Mike Gapes that he has a constant, incredibly entertaining internal monologue going on. Yeah, it's gate he, cast. Just, he just switches it on and off almost at random with no idea like what he's putting out to the world and what's just in his head. And uh Starmer's not like that. Starmer's just like I have got values-based alignments I would like to share with you today. Here they are. (laughs) I mean, you know, there's some people, you know, whose face you forget what they look like while you're looking at them. (laughs) (laughs) Starman's speeches are a bit like that. Like, I mean, I'm forgetting what he's saying, like mid-word. Like, (laughs) I've forgotten the word he started saying (laughs) while he's saying that word. (laughs) Like, it's it's that dull. I mean, he has negative fucking charisma. And and honestly to me what's even more remarkable and listen i'm not a particularly good looking guy i'm not a particularly photogenic guy either no, you're this what? fucking guy this Aww. fucking guy right you do not i have not seen a person photograph as badly as Keir Starmer in my life yeah like, man. His, 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 his PR like a year and a half ago he was hot <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Darcy he exactly. exactly and now he's yeah ham ham man seriously how do you go from Darcy to ham man exactly in a year? and every single picture looks like you know he's been caught like 
you know, watching porn by his mum or something. <laughs> like, he looks so, he just looks panicked. You know, he looks like he's shitting just, himself. He looks like he he's looks... just been like, just dragged into an all night court. Yeah, face <laughs> trial for his crimes. He looks in every photo like he's just searched for his own name on Twitter about two minutes <laughs> read what everyone's saying about him. It's like constantly oh, holding yeah. back Various tears moods are well. like really annoyed that we're all calling him Keith and really sort of upset and distraught that we're all calling him Keith. I'm literally staring at one of these like deer in headlights Starmer pictures now and it is it is the picture on the new article by John Rental. That's right. New Rental. <laughs> new Rental. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seven hours ago, John Rental published an article, or yes, about seven hours ago, because this is a new tweet from Woke Bane. Uh, Keir Starmer <laughs> kept smiling oh. when Boris Johnson avoided his trap. So yeah, there you He's go. He's smiling Boris his jaws wide shut. around Starmer. Very sad to see. But Corbyn realised that like Boris Johnson and, and him have very different personalities. What you're supposed to do is use PMQs to take viral videos. Cut Boris Johnson out or whatever. Just stick out the good Corbyn lines. You know, that's how you fucking take advantage of PMQs. Starmer doesn't have any good lines though. It's not got no ground, it's got no fans. This is the thing. When his when his fans are like, did you watch PMQs though? And it's like, <laughs> you know, normally there's clips. <laughs> you know, if someone's actually said something good in PMQs, there's clips that are circulating. Never have I seen a fucking clip circulating of Starmer actually like doing some some sort of, you know, smackdown or something, you know, like some some real trump card. Like nothing, nothing like that. Not even close. <laughs> people need to understand that people don't like actually sit down and watch BBC Parliament. Show. <laughs> why would Why would you need to watch PMQs when you've got a John Rental roundup? Like, he says it all. <laughs> but like, so I was I was offline until last June, so like the beginning of the Starmer stuff, I completely missed it. I missed the um the leadership election. I missed all of it, and I would just get whatever Lucky. my phone decided to say was a notification from BBC News or whatever. And I, it was during the um oh what's his name? Uh, odious little man. What's oh uh, <laughs> the one who went up to Barnard Castle, I've forgotten his name. Oh Dominic Cummings. That's it, Cummings. Um, Dominic Goings. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so when that was going on, um I got a notification as a news thing to my phone from whatever algorithm decided I wanted to see it. Saying, you know, like Keir Starmer has eviscerated the Tories on this and I clicked on it and he's just it's incredibly insipid and he's just being like yeah. you should resign and it's like that's it that, that's your <laughs> position we have now <laughs> yeah it's just like when he does like own PMQs and impress the lobby like to anyone who is not part of the lobby like a, a sorry a, a journalist i should say a lobby journalist not of any other lobby not the lobby in the the sense the al jazeera documentaries uh i mean like um yeah like it, it is just like insipid shit it's just like well didn't you say on this day but this thing but didn't Boris Johnson actually 
really get Starmer on something the other day. Like, oh, when he tried to it scrap was... him. Not scrap him, but like... Um, they had an angry altercation. Starmer had got something wrong and tried to have a go at Boris Johnson and then it was just, he was not correct in the first place. <laughs> yeah, and then he, he he put out a statement after after their angry altercation, <laughs> which I just love picturing. And, but it was just like... I, I apologise unreservedly to Boris Johnson before getting my back as well. It's like, just like the biggest cuck in politics, man. See, I, I, I obviously followed my normal routine this evening. I've just been on the Spectator website. And um, <laughs> there's an article by someone called uh, called Lloyd Evans, who is apparently their uh, sketch writer and theatre critic. Um, <laughs> Filed today at about half past four, simply... Why is Keir Starmer so bad at PMP? <laughs> um, can, can I read? Can I read like the first paragraph of this because it's actually incredible. <laughs> go, Sir go. Keir is having a wobble. That's obvious. <laughs> the Labour leader holds an equestrian title, so naturally feels at home on his high horse. Today at PMQs, he loftily commanded Boris not to raise taxes in the budget. That was hilarious. A Labour leader begging a Tory Prime Minister not to implement Labour policy. <laughs> if Sir Keir had pronounced, uh, produced a viola from his trousers and played waltz in Matilda, he couldn't have looked more ridiculous. Oh, Boris was God. so stunned he could barely speak. It's going well, isn't it? That's his strength, you know, Incredible. forensic PMQ performance. And, and the just spectator like, are just like... Please don't put taxes up, sir. <laughs> it's so yeah. Please, sir, like, can I have some less? Because I bet there's even a couple of people at the Spectator who, like, as long as there's, like, an ethnic cleansing policy, they're fine with corporation tax going up a bit, you know? Yeah. Not all of them, obviously. Like, Andrew yeah. Neil wants both of those policies, but, you know, yeah. low corporation tax and uh, persecution of minorities. But... But you know, uh, Keith um, is here like begging Richard Branson for a little bit more free data for students, you know, like for, <laughs> so that yeah. they can have broadband at home, you know, so they can have 4G at home. It's just honestly, it's 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 actually fucking pathetic. And it, it reminded me like that, you know, like tacking to the right of the right wing party like a few weeks ago um, uh, or just like a few days ago, even maybe uh, in France, like the the French interior minister. Uh, Macron's interior minister in TV debate with Marine Le Pen tacking to the right of her on Islam and immigration Fucking hell, yeah. and her just looking absolutely shocked because because you know, <laughs> I mean if it, like this is what I'm saying you know when you've got this vicious cycle of turning further and further and further to the right I mean where's the logical end point of that well that is the nature you know? of the center yeah yeah that is, Fischuk yeah, the theory. nature of the hard Fischuk center Fischuk theory is <laughs> 100% real <laughs> I am, it's not even a meme it's not even a joke it is 100% scientifically real <laughs> well I mean one of the things that Starmer has been doing to pitch himself to you know the the, the, the red faced red wall voters is uh, essentially uh, go on Nick Ferrari's radio show I, someone <laughs> I know who, who uh, worked for Corbyn was saying well why, why not like Sheila Fogarty and I was like a woman Sounds a bit fucking woke, mate. I don't know how that would go down on the streets of Bolsover. Um, but, but basically, Starmer like does this weekly call-in on Nick Ferrari's, uh, you know, white, white power hour. Show. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like you know you got some people like i fucking hate ian dale like i think he is pretty racist he said some disgraceful things about uh diane abbott during the 2017 general election uh, but you know in one of his great pre-spice moments paul mason just in the second before his mic got cut he accused um ian dale of racism on newsnight uh <laughs> then obviously the, the, the establishment newsnight goons straight up silenced our man mason but um <laughs> arbiter of racism <laughs> yeah yeah the arbiter of racism paul mason i mean he was, look, and fascism he was, i cannot wait to read this guy's book like... he, he was he was pretty right in that one instance like ian dale was just kind of like using the last minutes of that interview to be like you don't want diane abbott being in charge of national security do you just like some real nasty dog whistle shit but anyway so my point is ian dale's a cunt but he's still less of a fucking like crypto fascist bastard than nick ferrari he's <laughs> just this pure like puce like vomitous individual but like um anyway starmer always does this radio show with nick ferrari uh, and uh, so nick ferrari chose to really take him on on the major issues and said that there's a uh, no flag behind Starmer when he addresses the country. <laughs> to which Starmer, Starmer responded, like, another one for your, your wall of inspirational Keir Starmer quotes here. No, no, that's wrong, actually. There was a flag. It's like, extremely whiny, annoying voice. No, no, that's wrong, actually. <laughs> like, no, we, and, and, it's true, it is wrong. He does have a flag behind him. It's like people were like, what's that weird, like, dull, purpley fucking coloration behind Starmer? It's a fucking out of focus Union Jack. Oh, it wasn't my game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like the phantom gates lurking in the corner of the image, just keeping him on, keeping him on the right pro-war track. He he straight up told them that he does not support the teach the teaching unions and getting engaged oh. in industrial action. Even when they uh, haven't even called a strike, I mean, it's it's actually yeah, quite amazing. He's preemptively scabbing <laughs> yeah, like... yeah. minority report but for scabbing and he, he's like um <laughs> he, he he adds in a very centrist move that teaching unions are right to stick up for their mem members like yeah they should stick up for their members but i won't have their backs when they do uh he says i think we are improving as a party and pulling together on the really big issues like how corporation tax is absolutely at a fair rate and we cannot put our poor corporations through some you know more hardship i did a thread a little while ago i can't um I, I can't find it anymore because it was while i was locked so i can't search for it anymore but it was just kind of looking through a lot of his tweets during uh uh, like after COVID, um, and like the man just cannot talk about people without mentioning business first. Yeah, it's just not possible. And like, I mean, he's made it very clear, you know, this is a pro-business party, you know, which kind of seems to be slightly at odds with the name of the party or the supposed mission of this party. Um, but. Um, what was really great uh, in the Times, I think this was uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, this was on the 14th, uh, was <laughs> Star Starmer calls in Mandelson 
checked and chose the new Labour's winning mentality. And um, this graphic that they had um, of Alistair Campbell and Peter Mandelson carrying a stretcher <laughs> with Keir Starmer on it. I'm going to try Where is this? <laughs> Absolutely <That's> just <dope>. owned <laughs> by Caroline Wheeler and Gabriel Pogrand in the Times. <laughs> and if he's See, not, like these are the people that he's trying to go for, right? And like remember, I think it was just about a week ago, right? That he that he had this like groveling fucking interview with the Times. And the same day, the Times decided to do this like completely bad faith <laughs> attack on like. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Gabriel Pogrand is a smart guy. I reckon that he's probably reconsidering some of the things he said around the time of the publication of his book about, uh, you know, what a strategic genius Starmer is, <laughs> what a tight lid they're keeping on his team. Because now you've got, like, shadow cabinet members, like, briefing Owen Jones. Uh, definitely not Ed Miliband. Didn't sound at all like everything we've been told about how Ed Miliband's feeling being in Starmer's shadow cabinet. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they were, just, you know, kind of just saying to Owen Jones, like, oh, God, we can't do anything. It's so frustrating. Like, the party are just pathologically averse to any kind of like remotely useful policy idea <laughs> that might change anything <laughs> but but they are soliciting the advice of peter mandelson uh, well who, although Ke kia says I, I haven't spoken to peter myself for a little while uh but the peter but mandelson has been speaking to the team Right, <laughs> just uh, uh, communicating with with Starmer through intermediaries. <laughs> However, they have still got some serious Blairite weight behind them because Starmer adds that he has also been speaking to Tony Blair and Gordon Brown. Well, it's all crew. There's this wonderful idea, you know. Everyone seems to think that Corbyn needs to be reviled for all of history because he lost a general election. Oh, there's my good friend Gordon Brown. How are you doing, Gordon? Like, do you want to come in? <laughs> yeah. No cheat. They can't stop me from rapping, can they? Can they, huh? Get in the back of the van 
If you want to be a certified cop, then stop kneeling and own up to where you stand. Sourcing. 